The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. She's the witch, man! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for another edition of Damn That's Scary. Yeah, I had to say it. Will is not here again in the studio. Uh, That's all right, though. He'll be joining me next week. He's still recovering uh, from... uh uh, from the AIDS, and uh, but joining me in the <laughs> joining me in the studio is my dear friend Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, dude? I'm great. You know how I'm doing. We've been it, hanging out all day, right? It's yeah. good to be here. It's, it's, can I can I do my attempt at the uh, the Will intro? Ooh, okay, okay. Let's here. How about we kind of start over a little bit, yeah, ladies sure and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of. That's scary. Ooh, I like it. You took the Chris Tucker route on there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Go Chris, high. You, you did get pretty high there. I know Chris Tucker had a lot of good times on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island there. Really? Uh, he was one of the celebrities that Allegedly. Was on the list. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, until proven otherwise. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the dude, thanks for joining me. Thanks for filling in. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Arboreal Inc. over on Hurdle Avenue. If you want a tattoo, you fucking go to them. I know those guys. Do you? Yeah, I heard they're pretty good. Yeah? <laughs> I, heard, uh, I heard they're both competent and adequately hygienic. And I heard, I heard that Greg has, uh, oh, jeez. See, I just spoiled it. Greg <laughs> is the proprietor of Arboreal Inc. and our sponsor for the show. So, and to that, I say thank you. Thank you. For Good to all, be here. For all your, for all your assistance. Well, I um, do what I can to, to fill Will's shoes. He's got big feet, man. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle it. No, a lot of pressure right now. Can you feel it? Can you feel it caving in on you a little bit? The weight of the world. The weight of the yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start calling you Atlas. Um, <laughs> Ayo. Hey, uh, you're good Greg- at this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, you've been on the show for two minutes, and you're already trying to suck my dick. <laughs> trying, <Come> trying. <laughs> Just that soup strainer above your lip just going to tickle me a bit. <laughs> you noticed. Uh, one of the reasons why I have Greg on the show is, first off, he is one of my best friends. Second off, he is... Right back at you. He's a, hey, cheers. 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 Uh, and also, Greg is a connoisseur, if you will, of the horror genre. Can I admit something to you right now? Go ahead. I don't know if I should... Um... We should give away the topic for today just yet, but this might be my favorite movie of all time. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. So we are continuing the theme of part twos for the month of November, which I guess this is going to be our last one. And we are closing it with quite possibly the worst sequel ever made. And we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, this was chosen through Twitter and Instagram with some polls that I put up. And it came down to the absolute worst part two. And that's what I'm going with today, man. But you actually enjoy this movie, huh? It is literally my favorite movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, Dude, did you... You say worst sequel, but 
I would contest that. It needs to be like a good. This I feel like the movie would be a good standalone if it had nothing to do with the movie before it. Maybe mm, I think you're wrong. I t- <sighs> Man, them's fighting words. No, I'm just kidding. It's a yeah. terrible movie. It's, it's awful. It's, <laughs> it's, it sucks as a sequel. It sucks as a film. It it tried to do some cool things. Um, cool things. Yeah, what? there's some cool things. We'll talk about that when we get to it. We'll First thing it. I just want to put over on Netflix, there is a movie that just came out called His House. Have you seen this or heard anything about it? No. All right, man. I cannot even explain the plot without giving anything away. All I'm going to say is is that it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which means jack shit to me. But watched it a couple days ago. His house is absolutely phenomenal, and it is scary. Okay. Not a lot of movies scare me anymore. I had a lot of good... And they, they were jumps, but not so much like close the door, ooh, something spooky's right there. They were like really good jumps, just ah man, some high quality jumps. High quality jumps, good story, good acting. Everybody, check out his house on Netflix. Would you describe this as a horror movie? Uh, a bit, yeah. I, w- I would say so. This is a horror podcast. A, a bit of a thriller. A bit of a thriller. Um. Ah, oh, see, I do not have the beautiful voice that Will has. What is the general premise of his house? General premise is I. Uh, it starts in Sudan, and it's uh, a mother, a father, and a daughter. They're escaping. I guess there's like two tribes in Sudan, and they're just killing each other. And they kind of get out in a bus, and they end up taking a truck, and then they end up getting on a raft to cross the sea to get to the U.K. They lose their daughter along the way just because of the the tides, and they get put into a detention facility, um, kind of like... Uh, just like one of those homes where it's just like refugees, right? Sure. Uh, they spend some time there. The movie starts with uh, a little bit of the flashback, and they wake up in the detention center, uh, and they are allowed uh, community housing. Okay. So they end up getting this house. The house is uh, it's actually I mean it's it's in uh, it's in one of those subdivision type places like 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 you know uh, like HUD, uh, but UK's version of it. Um, well, surprise, it's haunted. Only it's not. uh, See, I can't give. It's not a haunting, but it is a haunting. It's 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 hard to explain. And no, I know what you're thinking. It's all in the guy's head, or it's all in their head, or whatever. Or oh, it's a metaphor for grief for losing the daughter. Um, I was thinking that it's not that. It is something I cannot give it away. Um, Also, a lot of oh man, there's a lot of dread in this movie. But it's so it's one of those you just kind of have to see. You just have to get into it, and I I cannot recommend this movie enough. Two uh, thumbs up, dude, dude, way up. I uh, my favorite movie of the year so far has been Scare Package, uh, which is exclusive to Shutter. I've talked about it on the show before. However, this movie took the cake, man. This is the I Number haven't one. I haven't had a chance to watch Baby Cronenberg's movie yet. Okay, Possessor. Yes. Did you see that yet? No. That's something that you're gonna watch, though, right? Should I watch? His house first? I don't know. I haven't seen Possessor. But, I mean, his house is free on Netflix. I'm which lost here, man. I need your help. Watch his house. Okay. Do it Do it this... I mean, you got time on your hands now. I do. Yeah, which... Shutdown's a bitch. Shutdown part two, Electric Boogaloo. You said it. Uh-huh. Laser. 
or Turbo. What what was the guy's name? What <laughs> <laughs> the main character of uh, Breaking? <laughs> I don't remember. I whenever I try to think of the characters in that movie, I just go into American Gladiators, and it just messes my whole head up. Why do like, you go into uh, Nitro, uh, Pyro? Uh, what were their names? Uh. I, I, I want to say there was one guy called Gasm. Uh, that sounds wrong. No, no, no. It was right. Wait, I'm, I'm pretty right. American Gladiators yeah. or Breaking? I thought we were... Yeah. There was a man named Gasm, Gasm. in American Gladiators? Gasm, yeah. Gasm. 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 It's big Gasm. I mean, I, I believe it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Just juice to the gills. Gasm. I'm Gasm. That would be a very different sequel to Breaking if there was a Gasm in it. <laughs> Yeah, there was a Nitro, though. I want to say Nitro. Or yeah. no, uh, uh, was there a, t- a high tower or high top? I'm starting to think of Police Academy. Yeah. It's easy to mix up Police Academy and American Gladiators. You know? I've always thought that. Yeah. Especially with Steve Gutenberg being in both. <laughs> he's, he's a hero of the 80s. <laughs> Never forget. Gutenberg could have been something so much bigger. It's a shame he died in that plane crash. You know what I mean? <laughs> Allegedly. I fist bumped Steve Gutenberg once. Really? Yeah, I went to shake his hand and he held his fist out. And I'm like, oh, you're one of those. Ah, oh, yeah, that's a move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever. That's a real, that's a Gutenberg move. It's such a Gutenberg you know? thing to do. Let's just fist each other. It seems, it's appropriate. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those guys. Yeah, dude, bump it. Go ahead. He's a real Gutenberg. Bump it. What a Gutenberg. Right. Yeah, so I did that. And then I, I, I was drunk too. So I went, Mahoney! Yeah, and he just like kind of fake laughed and then walked away. At which point he was like, "What are you doing in my house?" <laughs> <laughs> Get away from my kids! <laughs> I'm just going through his. I'm going through his toiletries and his bathroom, smelling everything. Right? <laughs> what are you doing here? I know your wife's got some good pills in here, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> She's married to you. <laughs> the goot. Uh, I did you hear anything about a new Predator movie? I've heard rumors. Okay, it's not a rumor. Okay. Uh, Dan uh, Trachenberg, the guy that directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. which you've seen that, right? I have. What do you think about 10 Cloverfield Lane? Uh, if I was going to give it a score, yeah, just it would be general. a positive one. Okay. Dude, you can't, I liked it. You can't go wrong with uh, John Goodman. I think, wasn't there, um, there was some sort of story where that wasn't originally a Cloverfield movie? Uh, they, they sort of just slapped the branding on it last minute and, <laughs> yeah. and kind of added scenes. But yeah. I think it, it worked, though. It totally did. Yeah. It's kind of like what they did with all those Hellraiser sequels. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a Hellraiser movie. Oh, wait. Guess what? It's going to be now because we're the everyone studio. Everyone knows that Hellraiser achieved perfection at three, and it was all just downhill from there. When is the last time you watched part three? <laughs> Hell on Earth? Dude, it's... That was the last theatrical release they had, right? Yeah, I mean the the Cenobites, the new designs were great. The CDnobite. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> right, which apparently how you die in life determines the mm-hmm. type of Cenobite you're going to be. Your occupation in life yes. determines your your Cenobite distinction. I would just be like a, a weight set. That is clever writing. Oh my god, you would be the most badass Cenobite. Yeah, you would be like how so? Your arm would be a tattoo gun. That is the theme we're going with, I guess. Yeah. Whoa, dude. You're an artist. Draw yourself up as a, as a Cenobite. Now that I'm considering it, I think that was a bad movie. It's not good. <laughs> it's not. 
It's not good at all, man. And I, I hate the way like it, it kind of switched to this other chick instead of Kirsty. Right. Yeah. I mean, Kirsty eventually came back in one of the sequels as uh the the dude from is, the Mayhem commercials. Is Kier Steve? Kier... <laughs> yeah, Steve Gutenberg was in that one, right? Uh, that was four. Oh fuck. Okay, that's the one where they're in space. We're, I think four through seven were in space. No, 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 no. Part four was space. Yeah. Part four was in space, and then France in like the fourteen hundreds. Mm, yes. And then they went, uh, they went to the backstory. Modern day Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then I think the internet at one point. The internet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hell world. Cyberspace. <laughs> The terror of cyberspace. That's the type of thing that I think would, would probably scare my parents if they watched it. What? The, the internet. Si- the internet one? Yeah. It's just this, the Cenobites making TikTok videos? Yeah, pop-ups. <laughs> Imagine the, the virus you would get from all that porn. Just spyware, malware everywhere. I mean, hell on earth was basically trying to download the new Manson album off of LimeWire. And just killing your family computer. <laughs> Come Sorry. on. You've done LimeWire. Oh, I, I have a, a history with LimeWire for sure. There was a lot of bad stuff on LimeWire. There was um, LimeWire came in the wake of Napster. Yeah. And there was also, um, what was the other one, Kaza? I didn't have Kaza. Kaza that, I mean, it was basically the same thing, if I remember right. Really? Very similar. It was. You remember one would get shut down and then another one would pop up and... People just had their ways of getting free shit for a number of years. Yeah, kind of like Hydra. You cut the head off of one, yeah. two more show up. Yeah, <laughs> it was the piracy Hydra. <laughs> so that we can all get our, our porn and free movies. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But, uh, good Lord, I just remember, like, I, I think it was, like, I, that's, I just got uh, the iPod Nano, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to buy music. So I just started downloading everything off of LimeWire. Oh, for sure. And just completely destroyed the computer. That'll happen. Like, killed it. Um, oh, we were talking about Predator. Were we? Yeah, we were. No. We really got... Really got so Dan, Dan Trattenberg, the we guy that directed... We were talking about Hellraiser. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> Starring Steve Gutenberg. Hellraiser 3, the best one. Dude, this Predator movie apparently has been four years in the making, which is kind of weird because in 2018 we had Shane Black's Predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like that one? Yeah, it was good. I got into a little bit of an argument with uh, uh, my co-host on the panel discussion about that. I wouldn't say great. Dude, I was, I was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Shit, man. I'm thinking about watching it again. All right. It was sweet. Yeah. Dude, uh, uh, the, the, the part with... Uh, dude, Thomas Jane has Tourette's in it. You know, now that you put it that way, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, each each a pussy, each a pussy. What'd you say? I said, "Geez, you're pushy." <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you just said, "Eat my pussy." No, 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 no. I, I, I said, "Geez, you're pushy." You remember that, that? That approach has never worked for me. Really? Uh, huh. Yell things like that, and people don't tend to respond. <laughs> Although Predator was uh, was a good one, dude. I uh, yeah, so that. The Shane Black's Predator, I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was man's game. Okay. Um, so, so this movie's been in the work for four years, which tells me that it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a big deal, right? Uh, it was supposed to be a surprise. Somehow, something slipped out, and uh, now we all know that there is gonna be a new Predator movie. And I guess the movie 
uh, like the, the cover up to it. Because you know how like Ten Cloverfield Lane came out, whatever, and it wasn't called Ten Cloverfield Lane. It was just like I, I think it was called something else. Um, and then it was just like, oh, surprise! It's a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, it's very they mysterious. Were, they were going to do that with this Predator movie. Uh, they were originally going to call it Skulls, and like I said, they were going to do the previews and the synopsis for it was it takes place. Uh, I think it's going to be like in the 1700s, I believe. Oh. And it's like uh, breaking the gender norm. This uh, Native American female warrior, uh, what, whatever. It's, it's, uh, but then, oh, surprise, Predator show up. Sure. And this is what I've always wanted. I've always wanted like Predator in like the Wild West. Predators throughout history, I think is. Yeah, that like, would be a great concept. Dude, imagine like Predators like fighting fucking pirates and shit. Well, imagine a series, like an episodic series where just different time... Basically, the Assassin's Creed of the Predator universe. Oh, I like that. I, I'd watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, Dan Trentenberg, he actually tweeted that. He was like, guys, this was supposed to be a surprise, you know, but nothing can be... Uh, Nothing's surprising anymore because of the the fucking internet, and it's so hard to keep things a secret. Can't do it. No, dude, it ruins everything. Um, are you uh, are you into you know the stand? Stephen King's the stand. Of course. I feel like did you read the book? I never finished it. No, it's a big book. I attempted it. Yeah, there's a lot of words. Put it down. Never came back. There's a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a problem. So there was a huge rumor that Marilyn Manson was supposed to be uh, playing in the movie as like the. The, the the trash man or the trash can man hmm, okay. in the series, uh, it turns out that is not the case. Trash can man is going to be Ezra Miller from uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where Beast and Where to Find Them. He was also the Flash. Okay, which I uh, I thought Ezra Miller was going to be one of those guys that was just kind of fall into obscurity because there was a video of him choking a woman. Oh, outside of a nightclub, it came out like like a year ago. That's inappropriate in all cases. <laughs> Pretty sure you can't do that. You can't. No. They don't let you do that. Did he see the camera? I think he looked at it and went, what? Like, come on, man. You got a camera pointed on me. I'm going <laughs> to choke this bitch even harder. I-, I should stop, but now that I'm on film, he just starts mugging. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but which which Flash was he? In the, the movie or the uh, he's uh, No, no, no. He's not. Uh, uh, he was in the movie. Okay, that guy. That guy. I don't really care for him. Mm. No, didn't, didn't do it for me. I'm not a fan of him at all. Uh, but yeah, Once so they're... I, now that I know he's into sexual violence, I'm less of a fan of him. Well, I mean, it could have just been violence. I don't know if there's anything sexual. He just choked her. Did you see the movie? The movie? The video? No, The Avengers. The Ava- <laughs> he's, not, he's not in The Avengers. <laughs> you... Who's The Flesh again? The Flesh? Flesh. <laughs> He's just this big uncircumcised penis running through time. Do you remember Kablam, the Nickelodeon show with the flesh? The fl- Oh my god! That, that action figure. Yes. Yeah, and the, there was like a stinky diver and a, a guy that melts. Of course, I remember this. That, it was great. That was hot shit. That was. Uh, I, I feel like that was our first taste of robot chicken. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Same kind of idea. Kablam. Yeah, stop motion animation. Oh, God, I love that shit. Now, if they had an episode where the flesh was choking somebody outside of a nightclub... She probably had it coming. I would think. <laughs> yeah, right? That's the flesh, man. Yeah. yeah. If you hang out with the flesh, 
expect something. You know? I'm pretty sure the flesh had no genitals. Mm, probably not. No. It was so, I, I think it's been sort of sort of a key element of most action figures that they don't define the genital region uh in much detail. So I really like the action figures where the woman has like a cloth skirt so you can look up it. Are you referring to the action figures that are you know, five or so feet tall and they're inflatable? I'm referring <laughs> <laughs> They don't come with skirts. <laughs> no, they don't. they just come naked see that's that's the creative part i'm always you get to dress them yourself i was always kind of taken back that like they never stuck like uh belt in the pubic area because those came out in like the 70s and the razor i don't think was invented until like 94 well they're basically like an, an inflatable inner tube that you're just supposed to sort of mush yourself into like they don't just put a whole smash lot of, it yeah they don't they don't put a lot of effort into them you know anybody that actually straight up like had sex with one of those no i've known plenty of people who bought them yeah jokes, like i had one i got one from spencer's i'm pretty sure i have one at my house right now that's br- that's not brett your girlfriend it's not a person no no okay you do it's, you guys like do you have it blown up no it's it's stuffed in a box i think we blew it up one time just to kind of see what the deal was the odd thing about it was that it was packaged <laughs> i'm gonna get into this now please do <laughs> it was packaged as a Princess Leia blow-up doll, and it was on sale. I've seen this in your shop. It's on display, yeah. Yeah. So just as a joke, really, hey, let's check this out. It'll be funny. Open it up. It's just a regular... It, it has the same printing on it as any other inflatable blow-up doll that you would see in a movie or wherever. It, like, the, the classic. Did it have any you felt I mean? on the pubic region? No felt. Dude, you know Carrie Fisher rocked a mad bush. No lightsaber. Ah! No cocaine nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even have the little buns on, like, no, like, printed buns on the sides of the head or anything. Oh, man. That sucks. Kind of a ripoff. Yeah. And, and probably, you sh- you, I'm sure you probably dropped a few extra bucks getting the Star Wars edition. Uh, like I said, it was on sale. It's really the only reason that we grabbed it. Where were you guys at? But when I tried to return it... <laughs> <laughs> They heavily implied that it had been fucked. <laughs> so I I had to walk out in shame. So wait, were you just like, no, 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 this doesn't have the buns? I, that was my first reaction. I mean, if you were to open a box labeled Princess Leia Fuck Doll, it, you know, to be crude about it. To be crude. What, what would be the first thing you would think would define I, said inflatable partner. Okay, first off, the buns, maybe like the flowy white gown, the oh, bush. There's, there's no gown, my friend. <sighs> See, that's the part of the fantasy is is like, well, I, what what was the cover? It was like Leia from the first movie, right? A New Hope. It's the white, or was it the white? Yeah, gown. I mean, you're not getting like Leia, uh, Jabba's sex slave, right? Not, no, they there was no. Um, yeah, come to think of it, that would have been way more appropriate, right? Way more appropriate. Yeah, they didn't even go for that. Oh, and you know, Leia, Leia had some had to do some weird shit. To... Also, now that I'm thinking about it, there's a distinct possibility that that asshole at the <laughs> store. <laughs> Fucked it. <laughs> Put a generic one in the box and sold it to me. <laughs> and he took home the Princess Leia one. And he took it for himself. Put it next to R2. He dressed up like <laughs> R2-D2. He's like, oh, push that little, push that thing into me. And he had the nerve to judge me <laughs> for fucking my plain doll when he knew he had the good one at home. 
Also, just to clarify, never been penetrated. It's it's clean as far as I know. <laughs> That's no fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we talked about this. It's a little bit of a detour. A little bit. Uh, killer clowns from outer space. The Kyoto Brothers are in talks of getting a show on Netflix. It's either going to be a show or a Killer Clowns from Outer Space Part 2, a straight-up sequel. They're banking on a show, uh, but they're, uh, they're right now, I guess there's Alien Christmas on Netflix. And if Alien Christmas does well on Netflix, uh, then they will go into production with a Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So I highly recommend everyone watch Alien Christmas, which is a claymation. Uh, I think it's a short. I haven't watched it yet. A Killer Clown sequel would be fantastic. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is so goddamn good. It's actually my favorite movie. I could have sworn the movie that we're talking about today was your favorite movie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Craig. <laughs> oh, so many regrets. Uh, I, I mean, I would love a sequel. And also they were saying that if they do go forward with a sequel or a show, that they are going to stick to practical effects. Mm-hmm. No no fanning about. Always the best. Yeah, man, that's the way to go. That's what we want. Digital fannies. Digital fannies? No, sir, not on my watch. Uh, you hear anything about Gremlins 3, bro? Uh, no, honestly. I heard, the, I heard the possibility of a Gremlins uh, remake or reboot. Is that the It's same thing? not going to be a reboot. It's actually going to be Gremlins 3. It's going to be a sequel to the second one. A sequel to two, okay. Yeah, uh... It's going to be a straight-up sequel, and I guess one of the main things is is that, um, uh, let's see here, uh, Chris Columbus is out making, oh, geez, <laughs> director and producer Chris Columbus is out uh, talking about uh, Gremlins 3, and he said, uh, I, he, wrote, he wrote a script, so there is an actual existing script. Uh, we're working on some right, rights issues right now, uh, so they're trying to figure out the best time to uh, the best time it would be to, to actually make the film. I would still do it the same way I would do it as tangible puppets, not CGI. Maybe having you know, uh, we had one stop motion scene in uh, the first Gremlins, uh, but I don't think I'd use much CGI in Gremlins three. Um, oh yeah, man. So uh, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. But it's the whole thing is just like, uh, are, would they bring back like Joe Dante? To work on Gremlins 3, which... Are you a Gremlins 2 fan? Absolutely. Yeah, I love Gremlins 2. Dude, I, I don't see... Why would anybody shit on on Gremlins 2? It's just so much fun. Yeah. They went... You had Gremlins, right? Which is obviously a Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And also, Gremlins was meant to be a horror movie. Initially, sure. I say, no, 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 it was until Spielberg... Cuted it up, uh, you know, introducing Gizmo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the there's that scene where the dog is supposed to be wrapped. He's he's wrapped up in like the Christmas lights. Apparently, the dog was the lights were supposed to be wrapped around the dog's neck, hanging dead. Ooh, yeah, uh, very different. Time. And also, the mom, she has the fight in the kitchen, which, as a kid, that fight scene in the kitchen with like the juicer and stuff mm-hmm. and the microwave, actually really kind of disturbed me. It is a disturbing scene. It is. Well, apparently, the mom was supposed to be murdered in that scene by the gremlins. 
I could see it. Now, a lot of people did get killed in the movie off screen. Sure. Like the whole town, pretty much. The gremlins were, they were set up to be a bit of a menace. A bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a, a concept that was elaborated on in Gremlins 2, uh, where they were a menace, mostly combined to, what was it, Trump Tower? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but they, like, they mutated in that one. Hulk, the mutations were that, crazy. That might be the the funnest part of that movie. Yes, the gremlins mutation. The uh, the the one that was trapped in like the wires, the yeah, electricity, electricity gremlin one, dude was sweet. The spider one terrified me as a kid. Oh, that was, was scary. So crazy. And also, let's not forget about the hooker. Oh, so hot. They have one female gremlin, just like the Smurfs, and she's just happens to be a hooker, and totally d- doesn't hook up with any of the other gremlins. Turns to a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you had your choice, I'd probably go human. Dude, that would be like, how do you even do that, though? Treat it like it's a flashlight. I mean, I've done worse. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've had some, I've had some questionable some, experiences. Some adventures in amateur puppetry. <laughs> Yes, that's going to be the story of my sex tape. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Ari Aster. Ari Aster, who did uh, Heredit- Hereditary. One of my favorite movies. I could have sworn that... <laughs> so it's not your favorite. It's one of your favorite. Among them, yes. You actually like that movie? Oh, I love it. How'd you feel about Midsommar? Also loved it. Did you? I, I think I... May put Midsummer a step above. Okay. The visuals are just fantastic in that movie. They are. Now, I enjoyed Midsummer. I saw it in the theaters. I really liked it. Um, I felt like it was a little bit too long. I'm one of those guys. The The end is a, it's a solid payoff, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. I feel like it could have been a little bit shorter. Uh, also, it's... I didn't like Hereditary when I first watched it. I watched it again. I got to pick up on some more stuff and actually understand the story. I'm one of those guys, you it's, know. I mean, it's a it's a movie that it benefits from uh, second viewing for sure. Yeah, exactly. I just have an issue with the ending of Hereditary. I hate how it was just like so quickly wrapped up in, and you had to have somebody explain what was going on to the kid. Yes, you they, know. Uh, that was goofy. Yeah, it, I mean, I could see it being like there. There is a subtlety to it. Yeah, but there's also sort of an over-the-top nature to the the, the speed at which things happen. It all just kind of it, it's it's like a massive explosion of information all at once. That's true. Um, who do you think is the better of the two when it comes to new uh, writer directors? Ari Aster or Robert Eggers from The Witch and I, The Lighthouse fame? Have you actually watched The Lighthouse? It's, it's I know we hard, talked about it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've seen all of those movies. Okay. Um, hard to compare because they, they have very different tones in, in what they're doing. Uh, but it, in a lot of ways, they're, they're super similar. I've, my personal opinion, I'd probably go with uh, Eggers. Me too. Yeah. There is nothing hotter than... Uh, a, a dirty, crusty old Willem Dafoe, fucking Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> that was my takeaway from that too. 
Which, Self-abuse in the in the woodshed has become one of my favorite uh, quotes. <laughs> or was it woodshed? Toolshed? Uh, Toolshed. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great th- scene. It's a great scene. I like... That, that mermaid was disgusting. You wouldn't? I mean, I didn't say that. Yeah, but it was my disgusting, man. disgusting, you know? Yeah, you're over here fucking a Princess Leia blow-up doll. I mean, you you spend 90 days in a lighthouse... Uh, Starts to look pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, Willem Dafoe or the... Well, Dafoe first, obviously. Dafoe first. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Dafoe always comes first. Mm. Well, depends on what you do to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers. I know his new mm. movie coming out is a... Willem Dafoe stars in his new film. And it's a Viking revenge film. I'm so there. They built like a whole village for it and shit in Norway. Uh, I know production was kind of at a halt because of everything going on in the world. Um, but they are continuing production, and I cannot freaking wait. Just that sentence yeah. is enough for me to go see that. Revenge Viking film? Viking Defoe. Viking Defoe you is going gonna... to kill that. Oh, man. Dude, I... How the fuck did Willem Dafoe not get every single award ever made for his performance in the lighthouse? Politics, man. I don't know what that means, but goddamn it, liberals. It sounds right, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just politics. Dafoe right. always getting screwed by Robert Pattinson, by Pattinson. Yeah. With his penis. <laughs> um So, uh Ari Aster, he had a short film called Bo. Uh now he's turning it into a movie i guess it's going to be kind of like a black ho- black humor horror movie and he's eyeing joaquin phoenix as the lead playing as Bo. uh as uh bo jackson this is a biopic not bo jackson good man uh it's just the guy's name is Bo. The movie's going to be called Bo is Afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're they're trying really hard to get Joaquin Phoenix. I guess Ari Aster wrote the part with, well, he didn't ri- write the part with Joaquin in mind, but uh, writing the script to the main movie, not his short. Uh, he's he's writing it, and he's you know in in his head, he's like, I need Joaquin Phoenix to play this part. I so, mean, he can do anything. I, he totally can. So I feel bad if they don't get Joaquin Phoenix and Ari Aster has to settle for somebody. I mean, it would be uh, a risky move, but I mean, playing Bo Jackson, I couldn't think of <laughs> somebody. Uh, I can't think I of mean, anyone else to play who Bo could Jackson. Do it better, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, mm-hmm. a, a contender enters the ring. <laughs> Bo knows football. Bo, Bo knows baseball. <laughs> the only thing Bo's afraid of is ghosts. <laughs> Oh hell no! I'm going in that room. <laughs> uh, this, this might be a fine line for uh, for Joaquin. Speaking of fine lines <sighs> for Joaquin, uh, oh, that's a little treat for him there. I'm sure if they just dangle a little bag of toot in front of him, he'll do it. Allegedly, uh, allegedly. Alleg- allegedly. But you know what? Robert Downey Jr. would do it for a bag of toot too. Uh, the plot of Bo centers around an anxious dude named Bo who learns that his mother died under mysterious circumstances. While attempting to return home, he learns things about himself while also encountering supernatural terrors. So Bo Jackson's up against a lot here, I guess. This is going to be an adventure of a lifetime for our friend Bo Jackson. <laughs> and also, 
production is on their on the way for a new Final Destination movie because we don't have enough Final Destination movies. We need more. I mean, is there a such thing as too many of those? Dude, the first Final Destination is with Devin Sawa is actually a really damn good movie. Yeah, and then it's, it's just great. the sequels. I love all the sequels, too, because fuck the plot. I just want right. to see over-the-top kills. They need to just cut out all of the shit that comes between the elaborate Rube Goldberg devices of death. Yes. That's all anybody wants to see. They could probably That's just it. do a... Just a series of shorts. What's your favorite kill in the Final Destination movies? Just off the top of your head. Top of my head, the first one that comes to mind is um, the uh, the freeway scene. Oh, shit. From part er- two? Early on, yeah. The, yeah, the opener. Two. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, God, that whole sequence I is so it. cool. It also, every time I'm behind any kind of truck that's carrying anything, whether it's logs or pipes or other cars or whatever, that pops into my mind it instantly goes in your head and obviously in like i have I, to pull over for 10 minutes i need at least six to eight drinks before getting behind the wheel because i'm a very self-conscious driver of course and even under the influence like that i know because i am i i i am as quick as a cat all right with my my reflexes there i look at it and i go this isn't right i don't want to find destination myself I and keep i keep whiskey in my glove box i i, I rightfully so man you have to. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress going on, especially now in these trying times. You got to have a few drinks. Also, can I give you the best advice of your life? I sure wear a parachute. Hmm. You never know. Just wear a parachute. Okay. You're not wearing one. I mean, not now. I'm not on the freeway. You wear it on the freeway. Yes. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You ever have to fold one of those up and tuck it back in the the bag? <laughs> Who hasn't done that before? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Mm. I, I, Greg, I want to thank you again for the chocolate cherry bomb oh, yeah, from Ellicottville Brewing Company, an eight point two percent. I'm glad you dig it, man. Tasty beverage made of chocolate and cherries. I just got the burps. Uh, oh, Tony Todd is also reprising his role as Death in the Final Destination movie. Perfect. Uh, uh, oh, real quick, my personal favorite kill in the Final Destination series, I think, was in part three, where the douchebag Eminem kid is in line at the drive-thru, and somehow the motor goes through the yeah, back of his head and just chunk, 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 chunk. Yep, yep. The sound, it's not just the visual. The sound is so cool. I mean, before they started making saw traps, I feel yeah. like Final Destination was the most creative uh, death sequence film series going. I, I abs- know, that's, that sounds like an obvious statement, just because they're so drawn out and uh, you know sequential. But um, I feel like Saw kind of killed the Final Destination series. You think so? To an extent, sure. You've because seen it's, it's the darker, grittier. I mean, the Final Destination movies are fun. They're so much fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, Saw is actually that has that dread to because it. They they eventually started getting real mechanical and elaborate, and there's a lot going on in these traps and everything. But yeah. uh, before that, Final Destination was was where you'd go for that kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. Yeah, dude, they're awesome. They're great. Great series. The great. I, I say make fifteen of them. Fuck, dude. I say make 16 of them. Put Devin Sawa in 17. 
Put Devin Sawa in Glenn Danzig's next movie. Holy shit. With Julian Sands, and we will call it Vampires versus Cowboys. We'll call it Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> we'll call it Whoa! <laughs> Which I'm so mad that you didn't even capitalize on the fact that that new Predator movie was going to be called Skulls. Oh, I missed it. Ah, you son of a bitch. Dropped the ball on you, man. What was that that one year where I, you and I were walking down Hurdle Avenue screaming, I need your skull? Would it surprise you if I said I don't remember that? <laughs> the only reason why I remember it is because I was one of those tools on Snapchat pulling my phone out, recording us doing it. Yes, you were. You wake up the next day and look at it and go... Huh. I do remember losing a pair of uh, sunglasses that night. Yeah, your girlfriend's. Um, that was uh, that was a Michael Palooza. 2019, right? Was it? That was last year. That's not even long ago. That's not. It feels like an eternity ago. Oof. We are... I gotta stop drinking this shit right here. <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna quit drinking yeah. tomorrow. 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 I mean, probably. I'm not. also gonna quit smoking weed. <laughs> Dangly parts. Um, what was that? We were just like walking down, going, "I want your skull." Yeah. Your eyes were closed in the video too, which was great. So you know it was coming from <laughs> your was, soul. I was feeling it. It was coming from your soul, man. Also, I, if I was wearing sunglasses anyway, I mean, did it matter? No, you weren't wearing them because you lost them. I was going Corey Hart on that one. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Corey Hart, go fuck yourself. But Greg wears his sunglasses at night. I do. Because he can, because he can. It's one of my better qualities. All right, my man. Do you have anything that you would like to... you have any kind of news or anything before we get into the movie of the day? Uh, I assumed you were holding down the news, man. I'm, I'm here to respond. <laughs> respond to this dick? <laughs> I never know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're the info guy. Am I, though? All right. I mean, between the two of us. Absolutely. I got to... Hey, man, Greg, I got to give it up to you. Uh, Greg came over earlier, and uh, uh, he he pu- he has this like PowerPoint presentation printout in his hand of the movie <laughs> we're talking about today, and I was so impressed. So I I, I was kind of teasing Will because Will started typing up uh, notes and printing them out too. Hell yeah, Will. Yeah, man. I just hand scribble things, but then I guess the issue is is that. I can't read my handwriting most of the time. <laughs> I absolutely have that issue. My handwriting looks like a toddler's. Where I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, what the? Does that say herpes or hysteria? <laughs> well, I guess if you have herpes, it's a hysteria. My doctor said the same thing when he was reading my report. <laughs> 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 I have a genital herpes, but she'll never know. <laughs> All right, the hysteria hey. usually comes shortly after the herpes. I ah, remember that song by Def Leppard. Herpes and Hysteria <laughs> off of their second album. With that one-armed freak on the drums. <laughs> is he missing a foot, too? That's cruel. He's a great drummer. He is uh, just probably the best drummer ever. He's way, way better. better than Neil Peart. <laughs> I've always thought that. Right? He's actually my favorite drummer. <laughs> What's his name, Greg? What's his name, Greg? Jeff Leopard. Uh, that is a fact title of the episode (laughs) (laughs) all right so here we go guys the very last episode of uh the very last episode of the month covering part twos we picked the absolute worst part two with the blair witch 2 the book of shadows but where the hell was the book 
Yeah, where was the book? Uh, uh, the Book of Shadows. The Book I, of Shadows. They couldn't find it because it was hidden away in the shadows. That's actually not a bad point. They, they, they didn't even mention the witch having a book. No, I don't think it was. It, I mean, I could be wrong, but is that part of the lore? Is there is there a book that the witch? Uh, I don't remember a book being mentioned at all. Like a spell book, other than one of the lead. Uh, what was his name? Tr- not Tristan. Stephen. Stephen and Tristan. They were writing a book about the Blair Witch. Yes. Yeah. Well, we will get about. We'll get to the plot in a minute. Right now. Now it's uh Joe Berliger. He directed probably the worst sequel in the history of history. Uh, it was written by Joel Berliger and Dick Beebe. Uh, Book of Shadows was greenlit without any hesitation because of the success of the the Blair Witch Project, which came out in 99. Unbelievably successful. Dude, it's stupid how much money the Blair Witch Project actually made, and it to this day is the most successful horror movie of all time. I think it only cost about 60 grand to make. Do you remember cost, what the uh, profit was? I think it cost $8. I mean, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, I uh, actually, I do not off the top of my head remember the the actual number. Uh, that's something I would have to look up. Uh, something I did read is the ratio of cost to profit was something like 1 to 10,000, though. Uh, you can do the math on that. The only but... other, yeah, exactly. The only other, like, low-budget horror movie that was that successful is Paranormal Activity. Sure. Same, same kind same of deal. Genre, right? I think it was like a $30,000 budget on that movie and made fucking gazillions. Well, if you look at the actual production quality, I mean, I would be shocked if they spent more than, you know, seven or eight bucks on the sets. <laughs> talking, about, <laughs> talking about Blair Witch or? Oh, uh, yeah, both. Both of them? Blair Witch particularly. Yeah. I mean, Blair Witch, they didn't more even relevant. have a set. They were just in the fucking woods. Yeah. And also, the Blair Witch was great. If I you think s- they paid those actors in tuna fish. <laughs> camping supplies they got to keep them tuna fish <laughs> well, what do you eat when you camp i pussy oh that's better. <laughs> yeah man you don't talk about i get that princess leia blow-up doll i've been camping all wrong this whole time <laughs> you've been cupping like a funny <laughs> i've been eating tuna fish alone in a tent like <laughs> so do you, chump do you like tuna i don't <laughs> i don't actually camping is hell for me and i love it <laughs> You don't eat like you don't cook food on a fire. No, I do. Okay, that was a lie. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you. I so, didn't mean to deceive you. You don't crack open cans of tuna and just go. Well, this is it. This is paradise. You know, it's not as bad as it sounds. Cans of tuna. Yeah, so much mercury in there. That liquid is essential. There are vitamins, minerals, vitamins. Sure, you could rub that tuna juice on your poison oak. I mean, you can. You can. <laughs> it doesn't do anything, but you can. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't do it. Dab a little behind your ears, and uh, you go do down. Anything health wise? You go. So you rub yourself. It's just like hunting deer. You rub yourself in the tuna juice, mm-hmm. and you go out to your 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 creek. Yes. And the salmon, they just throw themselves at you, you like just, the sluts they are. You drift around, and they stick to you like suction cups. That's right. Those bottom feeders. <laughs> oh, they, just... they ever feed on bottom? I'll tell you. <laughs> what is that 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 song WAP where it's uh if you eat my ass if he eats my ass he's a bottom feeder I'm not familiar with that song really you struck me as a Cardi B fan describe the song to me please uh WAP it's about wings and pizza oh well that sounds delightful <laughs> yes it sure is like a like a fourth grade uh, pizza party I fourth grade how about when you're 37 those were some of my favorite days in school (laughs) those WAP days 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, those WAP <laughs> Teacher comes in. She says, hey, kids, time for a WAP. <laughs> then the Italian guy comes in. We'd all cheer. Hey! <laughs> We'd all cheer. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so with a budget of $15 million, the Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows actually brought home $47 million in the box office. So that's a win for Artisan right there, right? Impressive. Yeah, the movie was a, the movie, I guess, was apparently a well-written film about mass hysteria and was meant to be a psychological thriller. Uh, but Artisan, uh, they jumped in and they were just like, listen, listen, listen. Uh, Hexen Films, they wanted to... Uh, they wanted to wait. They didn't. They wanted to wait until the Blair Witch hysteria died down. They were basically trying to avoid exactly what this movie ended up being. Yeah, yeah. But artisan, they were just like, "Why, no, no, no! We gotta get this movie out now while it's hot." Strike while the iron's hot. That's business one hundred and one. It is. It made money, but at what cost, man? Uh, so artisan, they significantly significantly altered the film including a bunch of reshoots and apparently a whole new soundtrack and the uh integration of entirely new sequences uh they uh what was it the oh you were talking about this earlier disposable teens yes uh which is the opening track which i i like the infamous marilyn manson track disposable teens replaced an arguably more appropriate Okay, yes, Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. It severely changes the tone of that opening. I would have preferred Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft. I would too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it almost felt like I was watching the opening to Hatchet. Well, one of the notes that I had here was that that song is incredibly uh, pertinent in setting the tone of this entire movie. That it's basically a new metal movie. In so many words, yes. The movie it is, is almost like a it's it's like a music video for Coal Chamber. I would describe Marilyn Manson in the same way that I would describe, let's say, a dry hand job. In that it's bad, but it's enjoyable if you come into it with the right attitude. And that's what this movie is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, at that point you're just mashing it. Exactly. This movie mashes it. Okay. I rest my case. Let's. I want to end the show on that, actually. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> you heard it here first. Book of Shadows mashes the Blair Witch It's franchise. a dry hand job. Uh, but yeah, Artisan, they just really wanted to capitalize, so they rushed everything. They rushed production. They rushed the story. Uh, and they rushed everything in post. They rushed it so much is that the scenes... Where the uh, uh, the lead character was it Jeff, Jeff, yes, the tour guide, the tour guide. He uh, the scenes where he's in the hospital in the mental asylum, those were reshoots. Those were shot two weeks before it hit theaters. Incredible. That's aft in the A. So a little bit of a tight margin. Tight, you say. About as tight as that Princess Leia blow up doll. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> you might you might want to cut that. <laughs> oh man shit all right so let's get right to it my man let's strap in and let's go into the blair witch 2 the book of shadows Ooh. but it's the whole we get the opener where it's like i oh that's what the opener was uh, the retelling of the events from the first movie, right? A it, bunch of news. It opens as if it's a continuation of a documentary. Which I kind of would have liked. It's The tone of that opening sequence was a lot more appropriate to the franchise, I think, than what it turned into. Yeah. Post-title sequence. And also, how... Like, and obviously, this movie came out... This movie came out less than a year after the Blair Witch Project. And Kurt Loder was on it. Kurt Kurt Scroder. He was ready to go. He was. He's like, dude, he's like, get me into this. Pay sequel. me. You know that man's in his like seventies now. I, that that sounds about right. Yeah, isn't that weird? He wasn't exactly a, a young buck when he was doing the MTV. No, news. no, he was no spring chicken. But I tell you what, he was pretty cool. Also, did you know his scenes were actually composed of existing footage of him doing the MTV news? His lines were dubbed over by an impersonator. No. Yeah. Allegedly. What? Allegedly. So did he? Get, I'm sure he still got paid. I assume so. They used his likeness. Yeah. Right. Did they dub over Cisco and Ebert? That I don't know. So it went from Kurt Loder. It's like look at the stations. Kurt Loder, Cisco and Ebert, uh, Conan. Not to be confused with the Barbarian, but uh, Conan and uh, the lesser Conan. Yes, the lesser Conan, the redhead one. Yeah. Uh, with the, the 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 show whatever, uh, and they're just they're making it they're making it seem real, right? Uh, they're going like going on about like the uh, the success of the movie and all, but it's the whole like is the Blair Witch actually real? Like, ooh, I don't know. Well, they went out of their way to establish a context that was not the one that was established by the original movie. They they flipped the script, so to speak, to say that the the original film was just a film. Yeah, it was a completely different. Uh, kind of marketing strategy. How old were you when this came out? Because I was 16. The Blair Witch Project, the original. The original. Yeah. Um, I would say mid-teens, somewhere around there. I saw it in the theater. You're, you're what? Are you younger than me? How old are you? This sounds about right. 30, I'm, 36? I'm 37. Okay. Yeah, so you, so you would oh, have like 15. Oh, look at me. 37. Ooh, suck my dick. So, I, I mean, I, I saw the movie with my high school sweetheart, and it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. But if you if you watch it, like you mentioned earlier, when we were hanging out, if you watch this movie at home, I could see someone just being like, this is the worst thing ever. I have experienced it both ways. I bet. Uh, the, fir- <laughs> the first time I, I saw it was in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I will always take away from that is that the, the sound system, the surround sound, is integral to your enjoyment. It played a huge the, part. Of the film. Um, because I later purchased it on VHS. Yeah. Watched it on a small, I want to say, 20-inch uh, CRT TV. Yeah. Couldn't hear anything. Couldn't nah. see anything. Nah. And after doing that, I completely understand every criticism of that film. If you didn't see it in the theater, you probably didn't enjoy it. I, a completely different movie, and I, I am sorry for bringing this up and kind of, like, j- jump into something else. Um, a good, like, explanation about, like, seeing something in the movies in, in the actual theater and being scared and blown away by it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake that came out in, like, what was that, 03? 
early 2000s. Or oh, oh, 03, 02 with Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. Great the, movie. It, it was. That's actually now, one of my favorite movies. Get the fuck out of here. So... <laughs> Um, that's a perfect example of that because I was blown away by it and it had to do with the sound, the sound quality and seeing it in the theaters. But people that I know that are just like, they, they waited to, to watch it at home or whatever. It sucked. Like they're like, Oh, this movie sucked. Whatever. I'm like, well, you didn't see it in the theaters. Like it's, it's that first remake was great. I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, strangely enough, it was, I believe that's a Michael Bay film who I normally don't like his work, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was well, I mean, good. he didn't direct it or write it. He just produced it. Oh, he was just producer. Yeah, that wasn't his his movie. I suppose that makes sense. It makes total sense, dude. So here we go. Burkittsville, Maryland, where we have uh, a bunch of townsfolk talking about how upset they are that the Blair Witch Project was filmed in their town, and they wish that they picked a fictional town because, oh, boy, we got a whole bunch of gothic tourists now. Which is almost like the uh, uh, the the modern day witches going to Salem, Massachusetts, yes. which I imagine would be really annoying if you lived in the town of Salem. Could you imagine leaving your house to see nothing but goth adults surrounding you? Not just like like normal like teens, but adults. Goth adults. I don't understand this whole trend of women in their thirties that maybe they have like a, a kid that they call their king or their queen or whatever, uh, and they kind of took to tarot cards and crystals, and they call themselves a witch, and they always post about being a witch and well, the was, vibes uh, and, and energy and shit like that. This was nineteen ninety nine. This was the yeah. first wave of the of the. It was phenomenon. which was oh sorry pardon the pun. Uh, they, uh, which these witches were actually Wiccans. Indeed. Do you remember the whole Wiccan craze? I do. There's in fact a Wiccan in this film. There are, there is. And she's a total smoke show. Uh, we'll get to her in a minute, but we go to the witch store. Uh, do you want to, uh, go through the characters just so we can kind of establish, uh, the, the cast? Let's start with the main character. Okay. Uh, the guy who has the witch store. That is Jeffrey. What's his nuts? The guy from the show Burn Notice. That is Jeffrey Donovan. His character is Jeff Patterson. <laughs> you, I feel like you want to go through all these fucking names right now. I have notes. Okay, go ahead. Name them all. All right, let's let's go down the line. Jeffrey Donovan. First, uh, the lead. Well, technically, if you look this film up anywhere, uh, I personally watched it on Amazon Prime Same. last night. Yeah. Uh, something I noted was that Kurt Loder is the first build. Yeah, because he's the first person you kind of see. Which was also the case on IMDb. Yes. And for whatever reason, that was hilarious to me. I loved it. It's it's like, oh, we're just going to build them in order of appearance. Is that a thing? Some. It's mainly for, like, older films. Is that a thing that films sometimes do? Yeah, it's like uh, cast in order of appearance or cast in alphabetical order. It's mainly when they don't want to pay are you lead. making this up? No, I'm not. Uh, it's mainly when they don't want to pay the lead actor uh, a certain percentage of uh, money for the credits, so they do alphabetical order or order of appearance. Mm. Oh, to that's the first like... time I'm hearing of it. Anyway, <laughs> Jeffrey Donovan playing the lead. He was the, the tour guide. He lived in a factory. And fun fact, the actor is British in real life, so he's actually really good at what he does. Uh, yeah. Can you tell? No. I couldn't tell. No, you cannot tell. 
It's <laughs> it's like Ozzy. Right. Ozzy. <laughs> but when he sings, he sounds like an American. Yeah, he doesn't throw the old what, what, what. Into his it, what? You want to see the what, the Blair Witch? Oh, show me your fanny. <laughs> Oh, Blair Witch is pretty scary now, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, I was in a show with Brooke Campbell. What? Oh, he probably is an evil dead. Sorry, I got, I got carried away there, man. Also right. of note, uh, when speaking of the character of Jeff Patterson, this character, uh, the role was originally offered to one Freddie Prinze Jr. Shut up. Who turned it down to do the American classic, She's All That. Oh, thank God. Right? Thank God. Can you imagine how much better or worse this film would have been if it was starring somebody else? Freddie Prince Jr.? Probably. Okay. I feel like it's pretty equal. It's, a, it's like an even uh, even transition. Even Steven? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of Freddie Prince, mainly because of uh, the Star Wars show. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's the, what I meant. The, the Star Wars show. <laughs> And I am a glutton for punishment. I love those uh, Last Summer movies. Okay. Which, I still know what you did last summer was a very close second to what we were going to review today. Sounds about right. I'm glad the people picked this movie. Can I tell you? I've I've actually never seen it. Jeffrey Combs is in that one. Really? Yeah. And it's still, still not a great film? Uh, actually, I think it's a lot of fun. He he tends to to elevate anything he's involved in. Yeah, he's awesome in it. Can I also uh, say that might be one of my favorite sequels, <laughs> particularly because of the involvement of uh, Jeffrey Combs. Okay, okay. Who else do we have in the cast, Greg? Well, next up we have Tristane Schuyler, whose name in the movie is Tristan Ryler. What the fuck? Why Similar, did they even? But different. So Tristane Schuyler. Tristan Ryder. Ryler. Ryler. Isn't Tristan a dude's name? Not in this case. Okay. Good. She's a female. And they prove this later on, not to give away a key plot point, (laughs) but she is pregnant. And? Doesn't go well for her. Mm. Uh, Who else we got, kid? So Tristan Schuyler. She is, uh, as said, she is the pregnant tourist. Although, of note, is that she was not actually pregnant at the time of filming. Oh, good. So, so no, no babies were harmed in this movie. No. I, I'm pretty sure it says that in the credits. <laughs> Her significant other, who might be the best actor in this film, in my opinion, yeah. Stephen Barker Turner, who, of course, plays Stephen Ryan Parker. Stephen Ryan Parker. Uh, way too many first names. Yes. He, he fell victim to that early on in his... Short acting career. Jameson, uh, uh, J- Jameson yelling at uh, Parker, give me those photos of Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man does appear in the background in one scene in this film. If you fun if fact, you slow it down and pause it. I won't tell you which one. You're gonna have to watch it. Uh, it was Toby. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, who we got next? Uh, let's see. Oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, the aforementioned uh, Wiccan teenager. Erica and Ella Learson play the role of Erica Gearson. Okay, one more time. Now there's there's Erica Learson. This is an odd one. Erica, but also Ella Learson play the role of Erica Gearson. Wait, wait, it's two people? Two actresses, twins, in fact. 
playing one role. Yo, there's more than one of them? There is more than one. Because and here we go. What there's, a babe. There's an explanation for this. Okay. She does, of course, play the free-spirited Wiccan. Yes. Um, uh, her last name, Gearson, is actually a reference to the famous occultist uh, L. Ron Gearson, who headed a successful West Coast cult in the 1960s. But that's neither here nor there. That's actually really, that's this a role, really cool fact, dude. This role was played by twins, Erica, Ella Learson, because one of them was willing to do nudity, but the other was not. Oh, my God. Just like the Olsen twins back in the full house days. <laughs> one of them was willing to suck off Bob Saget, and the other one was, like, doing it against her will. According to every website I've ever seen, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you watch the film, again, slow it down, pause it at the right moment. Yeah. You can tell by the tattoos which one is swapping in and out. Oh, my God. I believe it is Ella who has the prominent tramp stamp. Yeah. Yeah, she's the one that's nude. Yes. Prancing around the, the tree and stuff. And So is she just like, the? why didn't they just use Ella the whole time? Is she just a bad actress? I assume so. Wow. I would think. Okay. Maybe she's a drug addict. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about her. They just, allegedly. Allegedly. They drug just pay, paid her in key bumps? Sure. Wow. That's pretty paid, wild, paid dude. Paid her in cans of tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the other actors on this film. <laughs> All right. And then who we got next? Okay. So moving on, we have my personal favorite character. Who oh, is, boy. Again, the goth adult, Kim Director. Yes. Who plays the character of? Kim. Graveyard Kim, I called her. Graveyard Kim, that works too. Kim Erichter. Kim Diamond. Yes, that's right. Which I can only assume is a reference to King Diamond. I'm guessing. It's got to be, right? It absolutely has to She's be. She's got that goofy goth face paint. But, you no, know, girls like that are, uh, not just girls like that, people like that are such posers. You know she has no idea who King Diamond is, but she knows well, every song by Ghost. No, no. Also of note is that Kim Director is an actual gothic adult in real life. No. Yes. No. Is or she? at least was for that that era. So the, is she the, the same? 90s. Yeah, the late 90s. Is she the same chick that plays that uh, that mortician in that NCIS show? I don't know. It's not. I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Abby. Abby. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, right. Go Good old Goth Abby. Goth Abby. Goth Abby. Goth Abby. So that's our that's our main cast. Although there is one one more. Kind oh, of, kind of amazing side character. Yosemite I, Sam. Of course. I love that dude. You want to Cra- take this one, Sheriff Craven? I didn't. I uh, what what is the actor's name? That would be. Lanny Flaherty? Flaherty? He, uh, Flaherty. uh, Lanny Lanny (laughs) Flaherty. Clot tube, rock tube. (laughs) Let's just call him Sheriff Craven. Sheriff Craven's obviously a play on Wes Craven. Of course. Kind of, kind of weak if you ask me. It's like I rewatched Summer Party. a little on the nose. Way on the nose. I was rewatching Summer Party Massacre 2 for one of our earlier episodes, and uh, the sheriff and the deputy was uh, Sheriff Craven and (laughs) Deputy Voorhees. Oh. And I'm like, wow. That's rough. Shoot the person in the fucking face who wrote this. I I don't remember what I was watching, but it was was some low-budget horror film. I don't remember it being necessarily terrible. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe, Maybe somebody does. Uh... I think it was something having to do with zombies, but the um, 
the location was noted as Romero Lake. I think oh, it was. Jesus Christ. And I, I was just like, oh, do I, do I want to keep watching? This? Was it a zombie movie? Well, yeah. Of course. Or it was, I mean, it was a horror movie of some kind. It might not have been zombies. Yeah, that's like the... Uh, but, I mean, you throw something like that out there, and it's... Oh, we, we come on, it, man. man. It's a, like... You're a filmmaker. You probably saw those movies, right? It's like a, a movie where there is a virus, and everybody starts... Uh, anybody that gets the, the virus, they start to have, like, a body horror thing where they start yeah. to melt and melt into other people, and it's called the Cronenberg virus. Right, or they name the main character, like, Jimmy AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess too many times. We're seventy minutes in, and I should probably tell everybody right now that my uh, my co-host Will does not have AIDS. He just couldn't be here today. (laughs) I do, so I can say that. Yeah, Greg does have AIDS. Um, He has people helping him with uh, with with everything. All right, man, let's get back to the movie. Personal assistance. Yes. All right. So we get uh, we have uh, uh, Jeff at the at this place called the Witch Store, where it kind of starts as a documentary, and he's talking about like, oh man, I saw the Blair Witch Project like seventeen times in a row. Which who the hell does that? I think the most time I seen a movie in theaters was back in nineteen ninety five. I saw Mortal Kombat five times because. That's a good movie. I would not see the Blair Witch Project 17 times in a row. And the whole, like, hey, man, I see a guy on the street, and he recognizes me. I, I see him, and he come up and hugs me, and he goes, I know it was real. I know it was real. And I'm like, <laughs> brother, yeah, I know it was real, too. It's almost like that that weird thing when you're at, like, a metal show, and you're screaming the lyrics to, like, uh, Raining Blood, and you look, and there's a guy next to you with, like, a beard and a beer in his hand, and he's screaming the lyrics to Raining Blood, too. And you're but both it's, just rock hard. Yeah, you're just... You have a rager, a full metal rager. You got a full-on Slayer going on. Instead of, instead of watching the band, you're watching this dude next to you, and you embrace him, and you scream the lyrics at each other, and you just made a best friend. But then you're like, man, this is, this is kind of lame. Uh, we, we got uh, we, we cut to Jeff, who's on a hospital bed in an asylum. His hair is, his hair is buzzed short, tight. And we have a doctor over top of him smoking a cigarette, by the way. Did you catch that? I mean, it's the 90s. I don't think you were allowed to do that then. I don't remember. I um, I remember oh, I remember being able to, like, s- people smoking in, like, the mall. Yeah, and then restaurants. I mean, there was a smoking section. Daycares. But I think that was more of, like, a 1980s, 70s thing where you could have a cigarette over top of your patient while shoving a tube in their nose. Sure. Which also, what a stupid gag! It's like uh, it's like your uncle doing the whole like, "Hey, look at this! I'm swallowing this football!" Ah, and it's just the side of their face. I'm so glad you said football. <laughs> well, uncle, will show you. Never mind. Uh, so uh, then we have he's like he's bouncing around in a in a in an insane asylum cell with a straitjacket on, which is kind of weird because it's like. Where is the timeline in this? Is there's, this there's really no context for it? No, is this so? This is before the movie. This is before the events that happened in the movie. So the guy is already crazy, right? Well, this is one of the this is one of the things that the the film kind of plays with is the the disjointed timeline and the the idea that what's real isn't real and the you know what's happening isn't actually happening. That, that wasn't that wasn't supposed to happen either. That was Artisan. Uh, Artisan was the one that uh, they were they were jumping in on that, and Artisan was the one that actually like cut the movie like that to make it all choppy and shit. Uh, like you said, like the real isn't real or whatever. Uh, it was meant to be a linear movie, much like, more subtle as well. Yeah, it was supposed to be subtle. 
and not like because it's I mean, when you're watching this movie and the way it's cut up, you already know what's going to happen. You already know what's going on. They kind of give it away early. They give it away way fucking early. Um, But it wasn't meant to be like that. It was supposed to be linear, and they were just going to reveal everything at the very end. You know, like uh, like 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 the end of Saw. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? All um, right. Well, m- like I said earlier, this they took what could have been a subtle, kind of thoughtful concept. Uh, with a little bit of studio interference, they turned it into a Marilyn Manson song. Which we have playing right now. Right now. And during the, we're disposable teens, we're disposable teens. <laughs> Just like that. Um, it's actually so it's, kind of similar to Beautiful People, which I, that's one thing I noticed while watching this. Dude, I don't hate Marilyn Manson, but I tell you what, it's the same shit. Well, it's like I'm saying, I... I don't hate this movie because it's enjoyable but bad. See you say that? I actually Much couldn't... like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Cheap beer. Dry ass <laughs> hand jobs. <laughs> this movie is a dry hand job. I love that. Uh and then after uh oh and also during this whole opening credit scene, I love the uh the the, the flashing of the, the credits. It almost reminded me of like charmed. It's very low budget CGI. Yeah, very low budget. Um, but and it's flashing two scenes of murder, the stabbing and everything, already giving away kind of what happens there. That's already in your head. Bad omens of yeah, things to come. Yeah. Oh, here's foreshadowing. No, it's like here's what exactly happened. That's just that's just very poor filmmaking right there. It's almost like they were just trying to extend the runtime with a lot of this stuff. Oh, no doubt, to make it it, exactly 90 minutes? Well, if you pay close attention, a lot of those uh, interjected stabbing scenes are repeated. It's the same shit. The same shots. The movie could have been an hour and 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it should have been. Uh, So we get to uh, Yosemite Sam, uh, Sheriff Cravens, interrogating Jeff. And uh, Jeff's doing the whole, like, I don't know what's going on thing, which is kind of confusing because then from there, we go to... We go from that to Jeff in a van with uh, uh, Stephen Stephen Ryan Porker, and at this point it becomes a teen movie. But they're not teens; these are all adults. That's another thing too that kind of chaps my ass about this movie. Uh, you have these people that are all together, and it's kind of like an internet tour, right? Yes. I didn't like that. I feel like they should have been teens. That I mean, obviously, they probably would have been in their 20s, but playing teenagers, goofy teenagers with a bunch of drugs and booze and stuff like that, all going out to see like what this Blair Witch is all about. I don't like the fact that they were all strangers that kind of met online and booked this tour. Well, there's actually a, a story behind that. Give it to me. Um, the characters, each one of those leads that we, we mentioned earlier, um, according to the writers in the studio, uh, part of the concept was that each main character represents a certain reaction to the original film. Uh, so to be more specific, Erica, who is, again, the, the free-spirited Wiccan. She pops up in the back. So you just have Stephen and Tristan, and they're talking about the book they're writing, and they both have different views on the Blair Witch. Yes. And then out of nowhere, this gorgeous redhead pops up. Beautiful. She's so hot, but I hate her at the same time. I'm assuming this one is Erica. This is Erica. I think so. The Wiccan. Allegedly. Yeah. 
So not not uh, not Ellie. I think it was Ellie. The Ella. 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 Well, I say this. Erica was also the one that like did the did the the ADR voiceover at the end to sound just like her because you know Ella's like I'm Ella. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to see my tits? Is anybody hot? I'm kind of hot. <laughs> I'm Ella. Don't you just want to dance around a tree? Look at me go, guys! Ah! Can I explain the intricacies of the Wiccan religion to you? That's E-L-L-A-L-A! <laughs> Are we making a movie or what? I need a cigarette! <laughs> no! Not a regular <laughs> cigarette! I need a clove cigarette! Ah! You don't like menthol? <laughs> What's typo negative? <laughs> Can't we all just live in Florida? <laughs> So we have, uh, Jesus Christ, we have Erica <laughs> pops up. Uh, so she pops up. Anyway, what I was saying yeah. uh, before that uh, <laughs> is that she represents the 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 Wiccan fans or the witch enthusiasts. Okay. Uh, if that's a correct term, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I am. Uh, but these are the, uh, the Wiccan fans who were hyped by the first film and the witch, quote unquote, representation that, that it involved. Oh, dear. Um, Tristan and Steven, who are also in the car at this point, uh, are the more analytical, the more intellectual fans uh, who took the the plot and the concept and the the backstory of the first one and really kind of delved into it and analyzed the the intricacies of the story uh, and, you know, the validity of it as a as a legend or as a documentary. Yeah. Um, And then Jeff, of course, is the uh, the man looking to make a profit off of it. He's the tour guide. He's the uh, the studio, the producers, uh, the man who insisted on a sequel. I I feel like you could have still had that same concept with people that knew each other. Oh, you certainly could have. I just don't like the fact that they're all strangers and they 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 interact with each other the way they do. Do you think that that adds to the the idea a little bit that there's an uncertainty there where they don't really know each other? The whole uh, what you see might not be real. They barely touch on that, Greg. True. Yeah. They I, I think originally they meant to do more it. of it. Okay. So if if we would have got the movie that it was supposed to be, maybe you would be right. That, that might have made more sense. It sure. definitely probably would have made more sense. So we get to uh, – they're driving in this van, which is all like souped up A-team uh, van there. They get to uh, a graveyard where Jeff is talking about like, oh, it's our next person on the tour uh, that we're picking up. Her name's Kim. She's kind of weird. She thinks she's a psychic. What? Is psychic synonymous with gothic adult? <laughs> because that's what she was. Yeah, I don't get that. She was a goth, but she was like American dad Steve Smith, or his girlfriend. Yes. Just not fat. Yeah, I could see it. I could yeah. I see it. I don't know. Dude, I... A, a beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. I was just going to say... This goth, the goth chick, is a total babe, and I'm into it. Absolutely, I am 100 percent into it because that's what I like. Sure, I like her, and I like the Wiccan, even though the Wiccan is kind of annoying. So you're you're saying you're a massive fan and also attracted to every female lead in this film? Yes, fair enough. <laughs> a massive fan. <laughs> Oh, man. But this whole thing kind of reminds me of Hatchet, how Jeff is like, uh, he's he's on the, 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 the 
the scene in Hatchet where you have the tour guide and he's on the he's on the horn and he's talking about the Blair Witch or whatever, and then everybody just like, "What have you done this before? What's going on? Whatever." And it's like, "This is my first time," kind of thing. Right. It's almost like Adam Green. Did you get some of your ideas before Hatchet from Book of Shadows? Because if so, dude, good for you, man. Maybe the true service of this film is its legacy. <laughs> oh man yeah so we get we get kim she's in a graveyard she's laying on a tombstone or whatever and smoking smoking a cigarette goth smoke yeah and she's like they drink they do and she's like i need amphetamines (laughs) (laughs) and he's like weed is what i got beer is what i'm gonna get she's like both now (laughs) i do uh i do like that and they get to uh they get to uh, a little bumpkin country store which is, it's just weird. Yeah, there's a guy working on, there's a guy laying on the floor. He looks like he should be in the wrong turn movies. Yes. And he's working on uh, one of like the, the Coke machine. Do you know who that things. is? I don't know who that is. In in the uh, the mythos of the Blair Witch, he is supposed to be, or just represent, uh, Rustin Parr, who was the murderer who murdered the children. Uh, in the legend from the first movie seriously yeah and if you look closely the tools that are that's what i was gonna say yeah make form the stick figure yeah that was kind of cool do you um i don't know if it's too soon to say this but but later on in the movie when uh when kim returns to that store uh, it's clear as day he's my work's done here he he quotes it yeah yeah that's just kind of cool. They don't, they don't really explain that. So if you if you haven't no, seen the first movie, you you would have no idea. I'm sure you've seen the first movie. Um, and I love that these guys are grabbing cases and cases of beer at this little shop, right? Yes, because they uh, are about to go hard. Yeah, and then they then they go off hiking, right? They're hiking, and uh, everybody has like all the equipment, all the backpacks and stuff. I don't see them carrying any of these cases of beer. And not just that, you know how heavy a case of beer is. I do. Like, actually. okay, well, you and I both know because we're alcoholics. Um, but <laughs> functional, functional. Could you imagine hiking, hiking with cases of beer like that for miles? I wouldn't want to do it. No, I would probably drink them in order to make it lighter. You put that shit in a camelback, my friend. That's smart, right? That's smart drinking, Greg. I like Same that my first a lot. drink hike. No, sir, and it won't be my last. And uh, I love that everybody is has these giant backpack on backpacks on, but Goth Kim has like one little sack on her shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's talking to the pregnant chick. She's fashion forward even while hiking. Yes. Uh, and mind you, she is in those weird raver giant platform shoes hiking yes. in the woods. Did not consider the practicality of her costume. None of them fucking did. Nah. Uh. I love that she's going up to uh, Tristan, asking her how far along she is when she never mentioned the baby. It's like, how do you, how do you know? I just know. Yeah. Yeah. Gothic <laughs> adults. Oh, well, yeah, right? Gothic adults. Intuition. Uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, uh, the whole, like, oh, Stephen, Stephen doesn't want the baby, does he? I just know kind of thing. Uh, so a little, even if you sense that in someone else, you think you should bring it up? No, that's such a shitty thing to do. It looks a little inappropriate. So we get to the the foundation of where, I guess, the witch lived, and they see some scribes on the wall. This was uh, uh, Rustin Parr's house. Really? Yes. He earlier mentioned uh, Murderer. This, this, this is your favorite movie. I'm saying. 
My God, you love this. I love this movie. And why wouldn't you? I Well, can't think of any reason. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I love that uh, they do the whole, like, whoa, look at that tree. And uh, Jeff is just like, that wasn't there before. Yeah, there's just a mystery tree. And I've, I guess a question that I would have, in spite of the fact that I love this film, I've seen it a hundred times, it's, <laughs> it would be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, is this tree the first, is this the first supernatural element Sure. In in the film, yeah. Is this where the where the witch officially decides to to uh, fuck with them to toxify their brains with the uh, witchery? Definitely with witchery. So the the tree is the the tree is the moment. Yes, I think it absolutely is. And I I love the whole like uh, nobody's scared Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they it's it's the um, it's the equivalent of uh, like stop screwing around, Jeff. Yeah, you know, right. Like, Jeez, Jeff, you're not scaring us. Yeah. With your, uh, with your little tree. All right, so we get to, uh, yeah, with your tree. But Jeff's actually kind of spooked out by this. And I guess uh, the look that him and Kim give each other, who's a, the goth psychic, goth adult psychic, she's kind of on board, like something's up here. Well, she knows. Kind of. Well, because she's a goth psychic. She was a witch before any of this shit even started. I'm pretty sure the Wiccan was the witch. Yeah, but she's a fraud. She's just a big phony. I don't, I don't see any eye makeup on her. None at all. I just see, oh, 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 oh. We get to that, though. That's where she's, not the eye makeup, where she starts talking about how she's uh, an earth child. And yes. that the witch, the Blair witch is actually good. And she's going to be my mentor. And I'm going to summon her. And I'm going to shed my mortal coil uh, and become one with the earth and be with the Blair witch or whatever. Which, did you catch the witch's name? Ella something? Yes, it- a- a- Ellen? It is Edra. Uh, Ellie Kedward. Not to be confused with... Uh, Ellie Kedward? With Kelly Edward. <laughs> Hold on, I have it somewhere. I See, when I picture the Blair Witch, I picture Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Doing the dance. Ellen DeGeneres, okay. Ellen DeGeneres is the Blair Witch. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's... Uh, uh, the, the Wiccan is... is, is she reaches down to pick up a leaf, and she's like, may I have permission to take this leaf? And then picks it up, because, you know, obviously the Earth Earth told her. Uh, and it's, we got, uh, so the next thing we have here, it's, it's dark out, right? And they're all just kind of sitting around the fire. And this is where, now, they were drinking so much and doing so much drugs that they should have died, right? Based on how it's presented, I would think. They were yeah. drinking a Greg and Micah amount of alcohol here. Which is generally considered too much for, for the average person. Uh, way too much. Uh, Greg and I are professionals. Oh, Don't... here we go. Uh, the witch's name is, in fact, Ellie Kedward. Okay. Not to be confused with Kelly Edward, who was a famous pirate of the 16th century, <laughs> a.k.a. the golden age of piracy. Ooh, I like that, Greg. The more you know. A rainbow just shot up. Ooh. And Rainbow just shot out of your dick. Bing, bing, bing. Or whatever noise that makes. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so they're they're putting down all this alcohol, and uh, there's a lot of rambling going on. And the more the Wiccan drinks, the more fired up she's getting, which is... I keep saying witch is, and I keep thinking I'm saying witches. Wh- witches? Not, not witches. I'm saying witch is. Witch is. Yeah. Super annoying. Uh... 
And uh, and then you have like the 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 couple that are boyfriend and girlfriend, Tristan and Steven. Steven, yes. They're arguing, and she's doing the whole like if people believe in something enough, isn't it real? And then they start making out because oh, he's talking about like the Bermuda Triangle. They go really over the top with that concept throughout Dude, this film. Dude, it's it's not subtle at all. Not at all. Like everything that's real might not be real, Kim. hey just so you know what's on this camera that ain't reality steve (laughs) (laughs) we get like uh like in the in the distance and we're like what was that well i don't know let's go check it out and then bam lo and behold there's another crew it's a witch no it's not a witch it's It's, a it's a couple it's it's, just a crew it's it's some kind of some kind of asian It's an Asian crew. I believe there's also a German. Yes, you have a. a it's it's basically WW2. It is the Axis. Right there. Encroaching. Yeah, the Axis of evil. Encroaching on Burkittsville, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> we will have ultra revenge for Mein Fuhr. <laughs> Show me the wishes. Yeah, so they uh, they're like, no, 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 this is our spot. I just love like the turf war here. It almost reminded me of that scene. It in is a that, turf war. Yeah, that 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 scene in that terrible Mark Wahlberg movie, Rockstar. Never saw it. Where the <laughs> <laughs> moving on? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Boogie Nights? I could talk all night about Boogie Nights, but I don't want to get sidetracked. There's another show that has to come in here and record. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then we have... Uh, oh, also, like, this is the other thing, too, that I don't like the fact that these guys, like, just all met. Because Steven, who is clearly a square, jumps on... Oh, the other crew, they get shooed away. Yes. They're like, hey, we saw something at... Uh, what the hell was it? Casket Rock or... Coffin Rock. Coffin Rock. Also, once again, as if this film had any subtlety left to throw in the garbage can, uh, the competing tour groups, another another unsubtle metaphor. What's that? For the producers uh, and profiteers fighting over who gets to make the sequel to this film and who gets to profit from it after the success of the first one. I like that, but not enough to like this movie. I'm not saying it makes it good. Actually, in fact, it makes it bad. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> to put it another way. Yeah, so so they, they, they shoo away, and that's where Steven jumps on Jeffrey's, Jeff's back and is like, we're going to be up all night, bro. And this is why Steven is the best actor in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, he's, he's great. I don't even do that to you. I don't jump on your back, and we've known each other for seven years. Yeah, but we don't we don't like play act against each other. You know what I mean? I do. Steven is a full-on professional in this scene. All right, all right, all right. Steven Barker Turner, everybody. If you're looking to hire, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can find him on Craigslist, I'm sure. Come over and give you a dry handy. He he will act. <laughs> he will he act. He will as, act for you. He will act. All right. Uh, so then we have uh, the cocaine montage. Party time. Yeah, that, that song. What was it? Is that, is that the Queens of the Stone Age song? This is Queens of the Stone Age, and I was actually the surprised to hear this song. Cocaine. I did not remember that this song was in the film. I don't remember this song existing. Great song, great band, great album. It's their earlier work. I like sellout Queens of the Stone Age. Mm, some little, some little, do. A little poppier for me. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and we have the amount that they're drinking is absolutely insane here also. Uh, 
And so it goes on and on and on. But also there's like flashes of stabbing. Again. Yes. This is where they start doing that again. Again. Also of note, I will say, fun fact time, the drink that they're drinking isn't beer because they didn't have the budget for that. They were mixing cheap vodka and mellow yellow in this scene. They were actually drinking it, and the following morning, they were still hungover when they had to do shoots for the next day's filming. Is this real? This is true. What? Allegedly. Alle- <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that, Greg. Do what? We're professionals here. I mean... They were still hungover the next day. <laughs> Certainly could have happened. You, you could have fooled me because none of them acted hungover. The next day we have uh, Tristan walking into a stream, casually walking into a stream. Consummate a bunch, professionals. Yes. A bunch of bubbles coming from her chooch, and, uh, which I thought was her, uh, her bushpa. Uh, but then uh, you end up seeing a baby drowning. Oh, the dream sequence. Yeah, the dream sequence that was unnecessary. You know what's funny about it? She she brings a towel into the river, and you really can't see the baby. I didn't know that, that, that a baby was wrapped in the towel. My first thought was this is a, a dumb person putting her towel in the water of a stream. Because she, <laughs> That's what I thought, too. She doesn't know how towels work. She also doesn't know how to take a bath. She walked in with all of her clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how it works, Tristan? No, no, no. So we got uh, uh, so Tristan wakes up in the tent with Stephen. They're not hungover, surprisingly. Everyone else wakes up outside to broken cameras and papers flying absolutely everywhere. It is chaos. It is absolute bananas. I love that it's like snowing shredded papers, and these aren't just ripped up papers. They were clearly put through a shredder. Yes, yes, and I just don't mean master Something shredder. Only a machine could do yes like office space style uh and it's it's just raining paperwork everywhere and it's uh you got steven screaming my work and tristan being the bitch that she is jumps in and goes you mean our work <laughs> like uh, two people can write a book yeah right what are you how are you gonna split the profit on that come on you guys aren't even married uh so they they start to think that it's the other tour that did it. They sense sabotage. Yes. That's where Jeff yells out a classic burn from the late 90s. Those dickweeds. 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 Uh, and Kim somehow magically knows that the tapes are still there because she could see them in her brain holes. Kim is, in fact, a goth adult. A goth psychic adult. The two are one and the same. Yeah, they shouldn't be, but they are. Uh, and this is nothing against our goth adult listeners. I mean, you know that. You know what's up, though. I mean, as psychics, I'm sure you. Yeah, if you're that. if you're in your 30s and you're a dude and you're putting on eyeliner, if you're not Jack Sparrow, what are you doing? You're fine. You're doing fine. Are you though? Goth adults. Let's let's celebrate them. Let's <laughs> goth adult day is going to be. November let's, 25th from now on. Let's say uh, October 31st will be goth adult day from now on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like to dress like a Pokemon then. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we get, uh, we, we what, what the hell happens here? Kim points out where the tapes are. They find the tapes. Uh, they're buried under some rocks. And while this is going on, Tristan just starts gushing blood out of her chuchka. 
Controversial scene. Is it, though? It's a little, little on the edge. Yeah, they're edgy. Oh, no. A miscarriage on cinema? Strangely enough, in spite of all the violence that the studio had added to this film, yeah. this was the one scene that they wanted removed. Really? The miscarriage. No shit. Yeah, they thought that it was a little bit, a little bit too much for the audience. It okay. Made it, it made it to the final cut, obviously. Yeah. But they, they tried to fight it. No kidding. Yeah. So out of everything that Haxon Films and uh, I, the the writer directors they fought for, they fought for the miscarriage more than anything. It would seem. I have this saying. It's called pick your battles. Actually, that's not my saying. That, it's, it's just a saying. Pick your battles. I, I don't know like if that's... you would say. I don't know if that's the hill I would have died on. Uh, so then we get to... Uh, they take her to a hospital, right? And you have... Uh, it's kind of fucking weird that they're all still hanging out together, despite the fact they don't know each other. Yeah, they all just kind of go to the hospital together. And they're... Uh, I, I know they're all, like, so genuinely concerned about her. If I met you... And uh, got hammered that night, whatever. And and not just that. The only pe- the only person that knows that like uh, uh, Tristan's pregnant is Kim and Stephen. Mm-hmm. Kim because she's an adult gothic psychic, and Stephen who you know is clearly the, the baby daddy. Yes. No one else knows. This is this is nobody has any emotional attachment to this chick. I mean, they they bonded through a night of hard partying. So she miscarried because she partied too hard. It would seem that that is so. Yeah, and it's everyone. Everyone blacked out it's, or whatever. It's kind of presented as some sort of supernatural element, but it occurs right after a night of heavy drinking. So it's sort of like maybe you shouldn't have done that, Tristan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I right. Know, I don't know if the witch is responsible here. No. Not to cast any, any stones. No, I'm pretty sure it was all the drugs and alcohol that caused I, the miscarriage. I think it was a poor life choice. <laughs> uh, and again, how are none of these people hungover? And they all look exactly the same from the day before. And now you've gone camping. I, I camp. The next day, you look like a greasy piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Eyes bleeding. Stinking of tuna. <laughs> so we are in, uh, we're in the hospital, and there's an old-timey nurse. Uh, hanging over uh, Tristan talking about the miscarriage and she opens up a curtain and there's just like a random ghost mm-hmm. who almost reminds me of uh, Jason Voorhees from part eight ghost child ghost child yeah uh, not to be confused with ghost dad but ghost child so we have uh, we have the, the ghosty the ghosty little little kid whatever behind the curtain who is like Jason Voorhees from Jason takes Manhattan on the boat the whole like <laughs> I'm drowning. Uh, it, it reminded me of that so much. Now, this is uh, supposed to be Eileen Treacle. Oh, good. Whose grave we saw earlier being smoked upon by a goth adult. Um, she was the one laying on the, the tombstone, right? Yes. She was laying on a Treacle uh, gravestone. And this child, again, never really explained in the sequel, but in the first film... This was the child who was grabbed on a riverbed by the Blair Witch, supposedly, and drowned. Okay, I remember that story. Yes. Which explains why she was so wet. One explanation. Um, 
So then we have, uh, where are we at here? We get to Jeff's, right? Jeff is like, hey, let's all come back to my place. Let's check out all these tapes and let's figure out. Let's figure out what the hell is actually going on. How do we lose four hours, right? Another confusing plot point, because why are we going to Jeff's house, everyone? Uh, yeah, Jeff could be a psychopath, which it turns out he actually is. Yeah. I mean, do we really all uh, live so far away that we have to stay the night at Jeff's house? I mean, uh, they're, in, they're in Maryland. They're in Maryland. Go, get your, go to a Radisson. Get, yeah. Get a hotel. Yeah, get a hotel. I, I know B&Bs aren't really that popular in the late 90s, early 2000s, but I mean. Fucking Doubletree. Dude, seriously, go to, go to a Hilton. Uh, I mean, around this time, Snoop Dogg was talking about partying at the Holiday Inn. Go to a fucking Holiday Inn. Don't go to Jeff's crummy factory house in the middle of the woods. It is 1999. Stop living like a savage. Seriously, man. I mean, like, yeah, we don't have smartphones, but come on. Uh and that's where they they start watching all the tapes, and that's where the Wiccan points out that the tree is gone, and it's just a little it's just a little twig ski coming out of the ground ski. And then we have a quick flash to Coffin Rock, a real quick flash of bodies laying in a pentagram, right? Yes. All right, and then we have uh, Tristan laying in bed in Jeff's bed. This I tell you what, Jeff is living like a king in this place, though. Oh, he's got a great setup. Yes. Great setup. Uh, they reveal that he has essentially what is a warehouse of stolen goods. Was it like a carpet factory or that, something? That, that he stocks and resells. The actual yeah. building behind the scenes uh, was a former dog food factory. Oh, that's wild. Yes. And this, so a lot of horses. Well, one of the, one of the amusing uh, behind-the-scenes stories is that when they had the scene of the dogs barking at the front door, yeah. they didn't really have to coax them too much because they already smelled the dog food. Wait, seriously? Yes. Shut up. This is fake. Uh, and I, I believe more than one of the lead actors uh, complained about that on set. Wait, really? Sure. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> God damn it, Craig. Um, all right, where are we at here, buddy? Uh, that's where uh, Tristan's laying in bed and... Uh, we're talking about uh, Tristan's in bed in Jeff's bed because they uh, uh, Jeff lets him stay in in, in their bed, calling uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen, come here, whatever. And then Stephen sees a a girl ghost on the bridge. Is that right? Yes, and that's it, what happens there. I believe it's the same girl ghost. Yeah, uh, Stephen goes up to. That's right. Stephen goes up to Tristan and is just like, "Yo, we got to get the hell out of here. Let's get a flight." Let's just go. Like, but his, what are we doing here in the first place? Yeah, but his some dude's house. His stupid girlfriend is just like, no, not yet. We got to figure out what's going on, right? Uh, and then we cut back to uh, Jeff watching the footage with Erica and Kim, and we have one thirty-two a.m. and somehow it jumps to three fifty-seven a.m. and then back to one thirty-two a.m. and then you see a quick shot of a naked lady, yes. which accordingly to you is the twin of Erica. We don't know this just yet. I'm pretty sure it is. This is part of the mystery. Oh, yes, because we can't tell that it's clearly the redhead Wiccan. It's very obvious who it is. It's very, very obvious. I hate and, that they're all acting dumb about it, And yet it too. they don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's Ella? I believe so. Yeah. I'm Ella! Allegedly. I'm going to spin on this tree. That's E-L-L-A. Ella! Is my butt shiny in the moonlight? <laughs> 
Why are you playing typo negative? <laughs> uh, so then we have uh, a, a, out of nowhere, we have this really confusing scene where Erica starts putting the moves on Steven. Yes. Rubbing him, and he's, oh, shit. I think good. the implication is that she's been possessed. Mm. By who? Oh. We don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the Blair Witch. It's probably the Blair Witch. It's probably yeah. totally the Blair Witch. It could be the Book of Shadows. There's no book. There is no book. There is no book. Uh, so we have Wicked's making a move on the Steven, and then Steven turns around, starts making out with her. It's getting pretty hot and heavy, takes his shirt off, and then, boom, he has, like, the fucking, uh, uh, the thorn constellation from the Curse of Michael Myers on his stomach. He has noticeable runes where there weren't runes before. No, and I don't mean ruined, but runes. Ruined. Runes! Somebody ruined his torso. They ruined it so hard. Uh, and uh, she's like, don't worry, I have that too. And straight up, like, Freddy Krueger slashes him. Yes. And actually, the, the effect, not terrible. No, it's sweet. Might be one of the best effects in the film. It was That was actually the only good part of the movie, other than when Erica's naked. Yeah, really not bad. No, no, no. She's a babe. Or, I'm sorry, this is Ella. I'm Ella! <laughs> you want to see my tramp stamp? <laughs> um, so we get, uh, uh, we get to a point where the good old adult goth psychic Kim is just like, I need some beer. So she takes the keys that to is Jeff's... a literal plot point. I need beer. I, not you... Not you pieces of shit. Not me. No, me. Me need beer. Not you need beer. Me. So we can add to the list of her credentials. Yeah, of being a... goth, psychic, alky. (laughs) That's that's awesome. I like her more and Uh, more. Yeah, so I... I, We get... uh, We get her going on a a little bit of a field trip. Yes. In the Blair Witch van. Yes! Yes! For uh, some she, reason, she just says, I'm taking your van. Taking your van, going to that store that we went to earlier. She grabs a six-pack. What is that going to do for you? Six-pack of? Wicked Ale. Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's Wicked Ale was really popular at the time. I remember Pete's Wicked Ale had a strawberry blonde that was wonderful, which it's I can't find fucking anywhere anymore. A fine brown ale, 5.3 alcohol by volume. Not like the 8.2% beers we're drinking right now. Uh, can't all be cherry, whatever. No, we can't be all cherry, no, can we? Yeah. Interesting so, fact, though, uh, Pete's Wicked Ale, it is a Maryland favorite and official beer of the Baltimore Ravens. Shut up, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like Pete's Wicked Ale. Allegedly. At least I did back in the day when I was a young alcoholic. A sprouting alcoholic. <laughs> uh, so she, she gets this beer and she's getting harassed, whatever, and old Pamela. She gets harassed by three children. Three children. They're young teens. Yeah. Hey, Elvira, I got something you can suck the yes. blood out of. <laughs> we get a couple of good cliches. Yeah. Hey, Elvira, what's up, Morticia? Yeah. Suck the blood out of my dick. Yeah, but it's like that's so on the nose, too. And she's just like, whatever, I'm goth. I've heard it all before. Yeah, right. Walks uh, in, doesn't care. Buys doesn't. her pizza, and then she's on her way. Yeah, she uh, she's driving out. Boom. One of those kids throw a rock through the back of the window, and she sees a handful of ghost kids? Ghost kids. Ghost kids, all in old-timey clothing, dressed like juggalos. With juggalo makeup, the twisted makeup. Ghost clown kids. Ghost clown kids. Uh, and then uh, she ends up crashing the, the van. 
but not really crashing. It's just hitting a tree. No biggie. Just a, just a little minor. Yeah, nothing you, know. you, nothing you can't buff out, can you now? I mean, that's what happens when you drink and drive. Yeah. Uh, then we get to uh, we get back to Jeff's place. She pulls the beer out, and you find a bloody nail file in the bag. Uh, yeah, so I just love that this bitch got a sixer just for herself. Yep. Uh, just, she made that whole trip just for six beers. Ends up getting stabbed as a result. And is this where we have uh, Wiccan Erica just goes missing because she performs a little thing with herself? Yes, she loses her shit. Yeah, loses she's, her clothes. I invoke, I invoke, blah 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 blah, and she keeps repeating it over and over and over again. Yes. But we also get that great uh, Evil Dead reference. Which one? Where she's uh, nude, kind of twirling around the tree. Okay, okay, okay. You think that was uh, an think, actual straight I, up? Evil I believe Dead. that was an intentional Evil Dead reference that they shot. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay, allegedly. I think you might be pulling here buddy like reaching i think it's a you reach. think so you don't think i think it's a, a reach eh, fair enough that was I my, don't know. Maybe, that was, my maybe it was i mean they, they they have a character named craven I've, so I've, maybe you're right i wouldn't put it past him i'm not saying definitely but that was my takeaway from yeah him. and this is my dog Ramy. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is my manservant carpenter <laughs> <laughs> and this is my dad robert england <laughs> Who's going to be in the new season of Stranger Things, by the What's way? What's up, Dad Rob? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a cousin named Jason Voorhees. Uh, <laughs> no relation to that dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> Drowned in the lake. Um, and so we have... Uh, that's where uh, Kim starts talking about how she crashed the van and Erica's missing. Uh, oh, this is right about the time where they, they start to suspect Jeff of wrongdoing. Oh, boy. They find a, uh, personal files on each of the main characters in his drawers. Oh, God. Not his underwear, but just straight up a drawer. Because they're like, oh, we got a call. He's got files all over the place, and they found them. Yeah, but I also love that Jeff is like, I don't know where these came from. I has no idea. No clue. They were planted. Oh, by who? That creepy sheriff with the chipped teeth. I think that's the witch. Oh. Yeah. How about that? You know, that makes a lot more sense. It kind of does. It definitely wasn't his cousin, Jason Voorhees. Wait, is this a movie about a witch? A what? Are there witches in this movie? Burn her! <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, yeah, we have that. Uh, oh, but right, right, uh, that's where, like, Craven, Craven calls up, right? Yeah. I love that the sheriff actually straight up calls Jeff. Yeah. And not just, like, shows up. Uh, he just knows where he lives. And he's like, all right. Hey, you creepy weirdo who lives in a dog food factory. Uh, we know you're the usual suspect for this kind of thing, so... Uh, you watching the TV, boy! Yeah. And what's you on the TV? Put the news on. Oh, apparently that whole other fucking tour got slashed to bits. Turns out the Allies won World War II this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. And no matter what multiverse you go through, America will always win. <laughs> Sometimes it takes until 1999 and there's five people involved. That's right. <laughs> Access up evil. You know, we get there eventually. I hope somebody out there got my uh, uh, six, six inches of blood reference. Three inches of blood. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been drinking. Uh, uh, Freud. Freud is alive today. And strong. Oh, what are you saying? I got a three-inch wiener? I was going to go with six. But... Ah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's double 
That's that's double on that, I hear. <laughs> uh, and that's where the dead owl flies through the window, right? Yes, yes. And it is clearly a puppet. Yeah, and also they they like completely kayfabe it. They like don't even really go back on it. Nah. Uh, then I uh, I uh, uh, yeah. So owl flies through. They it's it's oh no big deal whatever. Uh, I just I love to imagine this scene the way it was shot as just a stagehand on the other side of that building just tossing this thing like a football right through the window. <laughs> they shot it from the other side. Is this around the time where it keeps cutting? Uh, it, yeah, that's right. It cut to uh, Kim is getting interrogated because it keeps cutting back and forth to them getting interrogated. They're starting to blur the lines between oh, uh, what time it is. Where it just like, it kind of gives gives shit fuck away where it's uh, uh, like, okay, clearly these guys murdered. And they sort of reveal who is who survives and who doesn't kind of early. Really lame. Yeah. Uh, but that's where uh, Craven comes in and throws makeup removers at Kim and is like, take that shit off your face. You think that makeup and black clothes gives you power? He makes a significant jab at the goth adult community. Good. Um, <laughs> so then we have uh, a not-naked-enough Erica on the bridge. Yes. Because they're looking for her the whole time. Where is Erica? Where is Erica? They, and, they uh, one by one accuse each other of murdering her. Yeah. They're not sure who. Yeah. But they're looking for a suspect. Yeah, they totally are. Uh, and that's where uh, Tristan. Ah, Jesus. Yeah, not naked enough. Erica is hanging out there. Uh, Steven runs out, and then somehow the bridge collapses. I don't understand. I this is one of those parts where it's just like, why did you even bother with yeah. this? Like, uh, and it, it kind of seems like something was cut there. It also seemed like, like they, it was filler. Yeah, or like they had some other plan for that. Like he. He just kind of runs out and the bridge collapses. And I love the bridge collapses. He's dangling there and he's screaming and nobody's coming to his aid. Yeah, when, like, everybody else was already there, kind of standing there. It's, it's, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's, uh, I complain about this, but at the same time, my favorite movie of all time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You have Leatherface taking his good old time. With uh, rubbing his rubbing his chainsaw on Carolyn Williams, and meanwhile Chop Top is taking his good old time hitting hitting LG in the head with a hammer, <laughs> and, and just like you get that bitch, and Dog then they. Will and, hunt. And, but then, but then at the same time, Chop Top never goes up and checks on him. Uh, easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Greatest movie of all time. I thought this movie was your favorite movie of all time. There can be two. Speaking of two, this is part two. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then we get to uh, Tristan is having uh, Tristan's having the witch's dreams. Tristan is starting to legitimately lose her shit. She's becoming the witch. Yes. All right, and like I, I said before, uh, I, I really think that Ellen DeGeneres is the witch. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, right? Do you remember in the first film where uh, one of the interviewees describes the witch as just being covered in a, like horse, horse hair? Horse hair. That always kind of creeped me out. But Ellen DeGeneres. I never really put it in the context of Ellen DeGeneres uh, covered in horse hair. Ellen DeGeneres is covered in horse hair. You think? Yeah, totally. I, I could see. It. She just kind of shaves the the exposed parts. Oh, definitely. All right. Uh, so then we have uh, Craven calls, saying that he's outside, he's outside, whatever, and. Come on, boy, you've always been a punk ever since you was a kid. Yes. Uh, opens the door. Oh, geez. There is a couple dogs barking at him. Uh, and we, oh, shit. He, 
homeboy has a gun? Who, Jeff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got all kinds of stuff. He's had a gun house. this whole time. Opens the door back up. There's there's dogs barking at him, but then opens, grabs a gun, opens it back up. There's no dogs there. Oh, geez. Another one of those. They're gone. It's in your head. Although they do, to give the film credit, another one of the reasons why this is my favorite film of all time, <laughs> they foreshadow this scene earlier when he opens the door and dogs bark, but they're not visible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of genius when you think about it. God, I hate you so much, Greg. There's nothing genius about this movie. Sometimes I think we're not watching the same film here. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> uh, and that's where around where we find uh, uh, the Wiccan is dead. Yes. Yeah, she's dead. They're all trying to be like, who the hell killed her or whatever. And Tristan starts rambling. In reverse. Backwards. Uh, she says the word Wittershins, which I had to look up. What is Wittershins? Wittershins, roughly translated means counterclockwise or backwards oh that's so stupid it's so on the nose like that oh my I, God. that is kind of the theme of this whole film is that everything is very on the nose i hate this movie so much they through their dialogue they love to just say hey everybody backward oh my god so they play the tapes in reverse and it's a very long montage scene of them all naked they literally go to the computer and hit the reverse <laughs> That's all they had to do. Which is what you could do in the late 90s with computers. I've, I didn't know that was a thing. It, it is. I don't think you could do that. This is real. Yeah, I don't believe you. So <laughs> it's them killing all of, killing the other tour. Yes. And all is revealed. All is revealed. Here it is. Oh, geez. We killed the other people. And, oh, boy, because we didn't know that since the beginning of the movie, but whatever. Right. They give it away very early. They totally do. But this time, during Mm -hmm. this sequence, it's a little longer. It's a little more graphic. Also, if you pause at just the right points, they do intersplice random frames of ultraviolence in pornography a la Fight Club. What? Allegedly. Okay. You're never coming back again. <laughs> Actually, join me next week. I would love to. All right, great. Uh, so we have uh, Tristan. Tristan is taunting them uh, in uh, a sense that she's she's the wish Tristan isn't here anymore. Uh, she wraps a rope around her own neck, and Stephen accidentally pushes her. Well, it depends what timeline you're talking about. I'm talking about this part of the movie. In this part of the movie, she taunts him into pushing her. Yeah. She, so she, she uses the, the scathing insult of, you don't have the balls Ooh. to murder me. I tell you what, in the year 2000, if a girl said that to me, they're fucking dead. <laughs> I, 20 years ago, if my high school sweetheart start, said to me, I would have drowned her in her kitchen sink. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we kind of have uh, the arresting, whatever. Everyone gets arrested. They're all getting interrogated. Uh, Steven is just like, play the tapes. Jeff was recording. And then you see that, oh, geez, that's not what happened. Not at all. No, they were just like, hey, you're the witch. Let's kill her. And they ended up hanging, wrapping the rope around her neck, pushing her off. And Steven looks at the camera and goes, Fucking witch. <laughs> Cold-blooded murder. Yeah. Witch-aside. Uh, witch-aside? <laughs> um, and uh, I guess we could just wrap that up. Also, um, before we wrap it up, yeah, just to put a, 
a pin on this point that everything about this fucking movie is so obvious and dumb. <laughs> Jeff looks directly at the camera yes! and says, violent art causes real life violence. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Just I think that I think I was I think broken. I was too busy banging my head on the wall <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Just to give a, a message for the kids. You this know? was ninety minutes I could have used on X videos. Technically, yeah, sure. Uh, so, Greg, in closing, how do you now? Uh, we have a we have a rating system here on the show uh, in uh, a scale of one to five. Five being the best, uh, one being this movie. Uh, where do you rate uh, Book of Shadows? Oh, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> Easily a five. I'm four, gonna uh, four four point five. I'm going to give this movie a two, not a one, but a two because you did have some nudity in it, which I'm a big fan of. The nudity did uh, elevate the plot line. It the totally case. does. Even though it wasn't Erica that was nude, but it was Ella. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to give this two out of five scaries. I'm sure uh, uh, Will would probably give it the same, maybe even a one. Uh, this sure. is definitely the worst part two of all time. I will say it's it's very telling and appropriate that the final line of the film is Steven looking directly into the camera and saying, that's fucking bullshit. That is the final line. It it ends on that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then disposable teens. We're disposable teens. We're disposable. <laughs> and over the credits, during the credits, there's an overhead shot of a bunch of people just kind of walking through the woods. Yeah. Um supposedly that was cut footage from the first film. Um I I don't know if that's true or not, but really? I, I assume they, they removed it when they decided that a helicopter scene was no longer necessary in the first one. So Yeah, that's right. Back in the day they used helicopters. Now we just have drones. Yeah. Yeah. Um This the uh, Book of Shadows, I would say would be a good movie to watch if you're severely hungover and you just need to pop your uh, fuck. You know what? No, never mind. Or if you not just want that. your mind fucking blown. <laughs> Dude, this what's real my- isn't real. This turned my brain into pudding, brother. Violent art creates violent kids, or whatever <laughs> they said. Um, Reality is perception. Greg, do you have in closing, buddy? Do you have anything that you wanna you wanna leave us? Ah, uh, just that you know, in spite of the lack of a book in Book of Shadows, I still think it's one of the greatest sequels of all times. It's one of the finest crafted films of all time. So the acting, specifically on the part of Stephen, <laughs> uh, Stephen Barker Turner. I know you're out there, buddy. Like, just trying to help you out. Uh, perfect, literally perfect. Jesus Christ! Uh, Again, one of my favorite films of all time. So, Greg, you want to join us next week? Sure. All right, we'll be back, and uh, I would love to. Yeah, man, Greg, Greg, uh, Greg, who owns Arboreal Inc is not doing anything right now because of the shutdown part two. A perfectly satisfactory tattoo shop in North Buffalo. Yes. Five star rating, right? Uh, pretty goddamn close to it. 4.9? Uh, let's go with five. <laughs> I mean, I only got hepatitis twice. It's, it's up there. Yep. <laughs> if we give you hepatitis, we surely provide the cure within a few months. There you go. Well, guys, uh, be sure to check out all the other shows here on the BICBP network. 
Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram on tw- and Twitter under Damn That Scary Pod. Check us out on Facebook under Damn That Scary. Uh, and uh, shoot us a message. Let us know uh, if there's any films that you want us to review. If you have a short film, if you're a film director or uh, any type of creator, shoot us, shoot us uh, that shit our way. We will definitely check it out. And uh, on behalf of myself and Greg, guys, you be sure to keep it spooky. <laughs> that a boy, Greg. <laughs> All right. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Damn, that's scary. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We gotta drive 75 yards. Alright, we can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify? So what's the play? Just, alright, just. Come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody. All right? Come on. On three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.